the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast, hosted by Mike O'Kelly, presented by Sales Builder Academy. The goal is to survive and thrive all phases of outside sales, whether you're getting in, dominating, or getting out. Surviving Outside Sales. Now on with the show. This podcast is brought to you by Sales Builder Academy. Sales Builder Academy is your online sales training resource for all things outside sales. From training, recommended products, and sales coaching, Sales Builder Academy is your one-stop shop for everything in all phases of your sales career. Learn how to build and scale a sales business. Learn how to build a network that sells for you. Learn how to start your sales podcast. And if you're ready to make that move, Learn how you can build your sales escape plan to build the life that you've always dreamed of. If this sounds like you and you're interested, click in the show notes in this podcast or text the letters SOS to the phone number 980-689-6989. Again, that's the letters SOS to the phone number 980-689-6989. Now back to the show. Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. Today, talking about driving revenue, sales numbers, and the infamous quota. I personally think that quota is bullshit, okay? I think quota is bullshit. I think it's an arbitrary number that companies come up with just so they can base how people are doing. And in some points, I think they realize that people are going to leave and people are going to quit if they don't hit quota or if quota is too out of reach. In a perfect world, the way it should be is a leaderboard. You should have a leaderboard where individuals are stack ranked against each other and the bottom of the company are let go. And that's just how you have to run a sales organization. Survival of the fittest. The cream will always rise to the top. The people that are willing to work on their craft, work on their skills, elevate their game, they're the ones that should be rewarded. And that's just, that's sales. It's, it, it should be, I don't want to use the word cutthroat because that's not the right word, but it should be hard. Sales should not be easy. It should not be comfortable. There's too much comfort in the sales world today. I mean, shoot, there's a company that I used to work for. They never fire anybody. Like, I'm not joking. Like, you really have to be horrendous for them to fire you. In fact, I was talking to uh, one of my buddies is still at the company Mind you, I have not been at this organization for well over five years. And I asked him, you know, I was just kind of asking about the company. And he mentioned the name of a rep who was just always at the bottom of the rankings when I was there. And still at the bottom of the rankings. And I was just like, wow, this person has been with this company for almost 12 years And I don't think has ever cracked the top half of the company, not once. And they've been there for 15 years, maybe 10 years. It was well before my time. And I was with the company for four years. So that's nine years ago. I joined the company and this person already been with the company for like four or five years. So yeah, it's about 15 years. I think still there collecting a paycheck, costing the company money. I think there are more stories like that than not anymore. And of course, obviously, yes, it is industry specific. You know, if you're selling, you know, high ticket products, you can't just float through. 
you have to put up or shut up or you're gone. But the reality is most companies have a quota system. Why you think it's bullshit, allow me to vent for you. It's bullshit. It's absolutely bullshit. And when I talk with sales leaders, I tell them straight to their face, you are you are setting the bar so low for your sales organization and you don't even understand. And they'll push back and they'll say, well, we did X, Y, and Z and quota. People should be blah, blah, blah. And I'll say, I'll tell you what you're doing with quota. You're artificially setting a number, okay? And when you're artificially setting a number, because this quota doesn't really come from deep analytics within the business of that territory. It's usually, well, this is where it was. Let's just raise it a little bit and then raise it a little bit. And then when a new sales sales rep gets hired, they drop it. Well, let's drop it for that person because they're going to need three to six months to get acclimated, blah, 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 blah. And there's this vicious cycle. It just goes around and around and around of just you hire somebody, they're there for a year and a half, they leave, you hire somebody new, and just this quota level within this territory just goes like this and this and this, up and up and up. I'm sorry, up and then down, up and then down, up and down, this yo-yo. And people just accept it. Like, oh, this is just the way things are supposed to be. These are not the way things are supposed to be. There needs to be competition. There needs to be drive. There needs to be hunger, passion. There needs to be energy in the sales, sales team. You need to have excitement. There is money out there to be made. There are lives that you can change today. But sales organizations want to make it this nice, neat little package. Oh, here's quota. Here's quota. Focus on quota. They have no idea. Because again, these numbers are just thrown out. And I get it. Look, you've got, let's say you've got a, you're VP of sales and you've got a hundred sales territories. Okay. CEO, owner of the company comes to you and is like, hey, we need results. VP of sales is like, all right, I need to have a presentation done in two days. Because this is the time frame. We're not talking, like, they're not given a lot of time to fix this. Because what happens is the owner of the CEO hired the VP of sales because the VP of sales said, look, I'll come in. I can do X, Y, and Z. I've done this in the past. I'll do it again. I'll drop in my system, blah, 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 blah. Every VP of sales, every director of sales, every CSO, every single person who's in sales today, who is a sales leader, has promised the person that hired them, the owner, the CEO, the COO, whoever hired them, they promised, I've got what it takes to get the job done. Here's the problem, okay? They have Michael Jordan syndrome. They can't get in the field themselves and sell. They may be charismatic. They may have a way with words. They may be able to draw people into their world. But now they're two, three, sometimes four levels away from the people that are actually making it happen at the territory level. That's the problem. And so they have to make very quick moves and seismic changes within a culture very fast. And the tactics they're using might have worked 15, 20 years ago, but it's a completely different landscape. Think about this. If you were an executive and you're 50 years or older, okay? Well, even me, I'm 44 years old. When I came into the sales world, not every single person had a cell phone. And even at that, they were not smartphones, okay? Information moved slower. Buyers moved, not necessarily slower, they just moved different. Now buyers' decisions move at the at light speed you can go from unaware to that person popping on for a meeting within days if they're really excited they hear about your product however organically or 
if you reached out to them, you can literally get a call. Like right now, if I were to hop on my phone, I could get a Zoom meeting within the next week with almost anybody selling something in the world today. They want to pitch me a product? Great. I'll hop on their calendar. That is the power I have as a buyer. That has changed. The buyer atmosphere has completely changed. The way information is disseminated has completely changed. Technology needs to be embraced. But yet the same old school tactics are being used. But look, I don't blame executives. They're they're put under the gun. And quite frankly, I, I, I feel for them because they're swimming in a pool that is mu- the current is much stronger when they were in the field or when they were lower level managers, the current is so much stronger and it's different. It's swirling around. It's not going in the same direction. Sometimes down is up and up is down. I get it. I feel for them. When I have conversations, some of them feel lost. They're just like, should we jump on this trend? And I said, yes. When it comes to technology, jump on the trend. Don't fear it. But that's what happens. So if you're a rep, what happens is there's a directive that comes from the owner, CEO. All of these executives are sitting around. They're not talking about individual territories like, hey, what can we do to support Mike and Charlotte? Okay. Those conversations don't happen. They are matter of fact and they are blunt. Hey, what do the numbers look like? It's literally just a bunch of territory names on a spreadsheet. Yes, your name can also be on the spreadsheet, but they're like, all right, what do we got? You know, they'll go around the table, they'll look, they'll talk to the regionals, they'll talk to the districts. And these meetings can happen once a month, once every two weeks, uh, or once a week, depending on the size of the organization and how involved the senior level is. But it's minimum at least once a month. These roundtable conversations, possibly on Zoom, depends on your organization and where people are. I worked for a company where all of the executive team was in the same city, except for the, the district managers across the country. So you had the re- regionals that would manage the managers, but they still lived in the city of the home office of the company. So they would have everybody in once a week. All the regionals would come in on a Friday. They'd sit down with the VP of sales, director of sales, the C- the COO, and they would discuss the progress every week. And those conversations were just basically matter of fact. Now, I was not in the room. This is being relayed to me. But point being is you need to understand what is being said, what is being talked about for quota. All right. I went on a little bit of a diatribe. I think that quota is outdated. I think you understand that. So as you as a sales professional, how do you tackle quota? Okay. Because you have to hit quota. But here's the thing. I don't want you to think of quota as something you quote unquote have to hit. I want you to think about what is the possibility in my territory? Best case, worst case. Plan for both. But when you're talking about setting goals and creating a level of attainment, you have to understand how to get there first. Like if I was going to say, you know what? I would love to get 50 companies on board. And if I just put that on on my whiteboard here, if you're watching my video, if I just put on the whiteboard, 50 companies. Thousand sales professionals. If I just put that on the board and I stared at it every day, nothing's going to happen. I can't will that into existence. But that's kind of what a lot of sales reps do. Oh, my number is 100,000 this quarter. 
Okay, I'll just go out and work and try to chase that. Okay. I don't think that's really the best strategy. What you want to do is you want to look at the business as a whole. Okay. Three, six, 12 month planning. All right. You can only really plan when it comes down to numbers. Now you can try to elevate with growth, et cetera, but we don't know what the future holds. The market's always changing. 12 months, for the next 12 months. Now, right now we're coming up on a uh, quarter is going to end. So we're going to have a new quarter that's going to pop up. It's going to be Q3 starting in July. Go through July to July to June next year. Okay. What do you want to achieve? What do you think the territory can do? Unless you were brand spanking new to the field, if you've been in the field for a while, you know what the territory should be doing. You know what the business opportunities are. So you need to write those down. What do I think I can do? I think I can do X, Y, and Z. I think I can do $200,000 in sales. I think I can do 1 million in sales this quarter. Whatever you're selling, what do you think is possible? That should be what you strive to build your process around. What I see is when I talk to sales professionals, what they do is like, let's say their their quota is 100,000, which is great. They'll build their process out to hit 100,000. That's not what you should be doing. You should be thinking to yourself, okay, what is the territory? What is the territory opportunity? Forget what the quota is, okay? If you do the right things and you have the right process, you will hit your numbers. I guarantee you, okay? When I used to stress out about numbers, I wouldn't hit them. When I started realizing it's not about quote unquote stressing the numbers. It's not like this little thing where you just try to squeeze it. You know, it's not an orange. We're trying to squeeze all the juice out. And then all of a sudden you're just trying to squeeze the rind to get all the little drops out. That's not what your sales number is. It's an arbitrary number picked out from corporate. There's no real analytics behind it. Now there could be some companies that do. So again, I'm talking in generalities. I'm not talking in absolutes. So if you're listening right now, you're like, well, my company ran it. Okay, that's fine. Your company did that. Great. I've worked for a lot of sales companies and none of them are doing that. They're literally just picking a number randomly out of the hat. Cause I asked, I asked senior leadership, I said, Hey, where'd you get that number from? And they're like, well, you know, we looked at what the previous reps did and we feel like you can do a small bump, blah, blah, blah. It literally is that, well, the other reps kind of failed and kind of struggled. So we, we don't want you to do the same, blah, blah, blah. It has nothing to do with potential of the territory. It has nothing to do with what the business could be. It's literally just a random number. So set your, set your goal, set what your plan is much higher than that. And then reverse engineer how to get there. You need to have a set number of meetings. Great. If you feel like you can close 50% of your face-to-face meetings, great. What is your average deal size? And then, you know, like, let's say, let's take, let's say $10,000 a month. Okay. And let's say that each average deal size for me was $1,000. All right. I'm not saying my quota is 10 grand a month, but let's say that that's what I feel like the potential of the territory realistically should be this month. Let's say my quota is 6,000. Okay. 10,000 is what I need to hit. And if my closing rate is 50%, you have to be honest with yourself. How good are you closing when you have a meeting? My close rate is 50%. That means that I need to have 20 meetings, 20 buying meetings with my ideal clients. 20 meetings, I close 10. Each deal is $1,000. Boom, there's my 10 grand. 
It really is that simple. My quota was six. I don't build my plan for quota. I build my plan around what does the territory potential have to be. Now, here's where you get into trouble. And I fully understand why sales reps do this. What happens is you do 10 grand and then the next month or the next quarter, you get penalized for it. And that's one of the reasons why I think quota is bullshit. Okay. I think quota is bullshit. I don't believe there's ever such thing as a tapped out territory. I don't believe that because markets don't get stagnant. You get new people in, some people leave. It's like a river. These aren't the old days where every single person stays in the town they went to college with or they grew up in or they went to high school with. People are moving everywhere. They're moving companies, they're moving jobs. I mean, shoot, when I left the dermatology field, it was amazing how many physicians were moving around different practices, you know, mid-levels, physician assistants, nurse practitioners. They were just jumping over here, over here, over here. Oh, did you hear so-and-so join this practice? Whoa, really? Oh, yeah. It was like leapfrog. Just everything was going everywhere. Those are buyers. Your buyers are also moving. Businesses are growing. Businesses are are slimming down. There's constant change in the market. So there is no such thing as a tapped out territory. I want you to get that out of your mind. That is a limiting mindset. There is no tapped out territory. Okay. Again, caveat, you might sell a widget and let's say you only have like a hundred targets. And if you sell a hundred widgets, yes, technically it's tapped out. But for 80% of the people listening right now, your territory is not topped, tapped out. You're just not focusing on the right product, productivity. You're not pulling through. You're not building advocates. You're working daily on activities. You need to be thinking bigger. You need to have higher level. You need to elevate your thinking, elevate your process, and elevate your activities that generate revenue. It needs to be much bigger. So I get it. I understand why sales professionals get really pissed off. And I know why there's sandbagging that happens. I get it. Because what you're thinking is, well, I hit 6,000. You know, if I, if I, if I hold these over till the next month, then I'm already 40% to my goal, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But, but tomorrow's not promised. You have no idea what they're going to do and what they're going to change the following month. You have to take this as many sales as possible. You have to close as many deals as possible, as fast as possible, and let the chips fall where they may. Okay? You cannot wait. And if you work for a company where all they're doing is they're just bumping up quota at a certain percentage of what your sales are, you have my permission, not that you need it, but you have my permission to look for another company because they don't know what they're doing. If that's all they're doing, if you're working for a company, no matter how much they are paying you, no matter if it's your quote unquote dream job, which I hate to tell you right now, there is no such thing as a dream job. You need to have a dream career. Okay. If you start thinking of a dream career and not a dream job, you are going to be much more successful. And I'll tell you why. At the time when I was in the medical pharmaceutical space, my dream career was to be in dermatology. Okay. I just loved it. I was like a fish to water. That was my dream career was to be in dermatology, selling to dermatologists. It didn't matter which company I was with. I wanted to align with specific goals and specific needs, but I wanted to deal with the skin. 
I wanted to sell products that helped people with their skin. That's what I wanted to do. Call in dermatologists, plastic surgeons, med spas, anybody that does anything with the skin. That's what I wanted to do. And the last role that I had was selling machines that cured skin cancer. I had a higher purpose and I was passionate about it. That's the dream career. And the dream career can change. The dream career for me was to do that and then to become an entrepreneur and do what I want to do. Forget about your dream job. Okay? Your company, if if you were to get into a car accident and be in the hospital and they say, well, they're going to be in the hospital for X number of months or let's say, God forbid, you you pass away. They would rehire somebody in your territory before your funeral. It's just the truth. There was a company I was working for and my manager and I were really close. And the number one sales rep, he'd been at the company for years. He had taken over a, a pretty terrible territory and he, he became the number one, uh, number one rep at the company. And he left right around I was starting. And the, my manager said, oh my gosh, you know, this guy, this guy, he wants to get, he wanted to get um, reassigned to New York City because his fiance at the time was going to, uh, was having her fellowship or residency. I can't remember which one, but she was, she was going to New York City. She was going to be a doctor. So they were going to move to New York City and he wanted to be transferred within the company. And the company said, no, they had an opening. This guy was a rock star. They said no. So he quit, got another job. My manager was terrified to call the corporate office and tell them the number one sales rep of the company just quit because no manager wants that on their resume. Hey, the number one rep, the top person in the company just quit. No, no manager wants that. And he calls the corporate office. Not, oh my gosh, that's, that's terrible. The first words out of the corporate office's mouth was, and this is like the highest, the VP of sales how quickly can we get a body in the field or how quickly can you get a body in the field? That is all you need to know about most sales organizations. So you're here as a sales professional thinking, Oh, I've got my dream job. I feel great. They really give us X, Y, and Z. If you were to, if you were to pass away, if you were to drop dead, they would have your replacement hired by the time your body was in the ground. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's the truth. They are going to move on faster than you can believe. They will not mourn you, nor should they. Gone are the days where companies invested in their people the way that they do now. They don't do that anymore. There's no family. I see it all the time on LinkedIn. Oh, I just love this family, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not true. Build out your This dream. podcast is brought to you by Sales Builder Academy. Sales Builder Academy is your. Apologies. <laughs> I accidentally hit the wrong button. I mean, this is live. You know, if you've been listening for this long, uh, accidentally hit the hit a wrong button. But uh, what I was saying was, and I'll wrap this up. If you are working for a sales organization, just know that you have to set your set your sights higher than what your company might do. But if your company is focused on quota, I don't want you to think about it's a dream job. Find a company 
that's going to allow you to have uncapped commission or the opportunity to be ranked against other people and have a clear definition of what your commission structure will be over the next 12 months. Now, you have to understand companies will change their um, compensation plans frequently because there's a cap on how much they really want to pay for commissions. And that's a fact. So if you outperform, they could also change it. I think that's the reason why you see a lot of people's resumes now where they've got one year, one year, one year, one year. Not like me, because I had three companies sell when I was in the sales team. But a lot of people are just jumping company to company. And it's the reason why is because they're just constantly changing things. But when you're thinking about your business, you need to be focusing on something higher than quota. Stop focusing on your dream, quote unquote, dream job, or this is the dream company I'm working for. Don't do it. If you start thinking about your dream job, you're going to get complacent. You're going to take it easy because you feel like you made it. Your dream should be something bigger than yourself. All right. I've rambled on too long. I appreciate everybody who's listening. I hope you enjoyed Colin's episode yesterday. Colin's an awesome guy. Go back and listen to Colin, one of the smartest guys in sales that that I've ever met. And I've had him on the podcast twice and really enjoyed his conversation. Go back and listen to the Joe Lemon episode a week ago. Joe's amazing. Joe and Colin are both podcast hosts as well. So if you want more podcasts to listen to, listen to Colin Mitchell's podcast, listen to Joe Lemon's podcast as well. Um, Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. I hope everybody has a fantastic rest of their day. And thank you so much. Please download, share the episode with like-minded individuals. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. If you have any questions about Sales Builder Academy programs, or um, if you want to do a free strategy session, I'm all ears. So hope you have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Surviving Outside Sales.